0: He just came me so he me. I like him vulnerable. Okay, I'm gonna
1: pee in your team. Hey, hey, steering wheel, somebody tell him to give it to me. Simply, simply lovely.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Back of the Grid. I'm your host this week, Tom King, and I'm joined in a physical room this week by Stu Greenwood. Hello. And Chris Evans. Hello. Yeah, for once we're in a room together to talk about the Formula One. You can see everyone's
0: faces and everything. Yeah, it's
1: a very, very special episode, very special I think. Day. Especially having just been to the Hungarian Grand Prix together. Yes, yes, it's a very special weekend. The second time we've ever met in person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the three of us together.
2: Yes, for those of you who aren't aware, this is normally recorded remotely. So this is a special episode for you all in more ways than one. Um, but I suppose we should talk about qualifying because that was the most eventful part of the weekend surely was it not
0: qualifying was banging probably the best quality of the season so far yeah best there
2: best in a long time as well yeah yeah um eventually we got the rain yes we um weren't expecting it (laughs) pre-session
0: yeah um from where we were sat we could basically watch it rolling in across the hills um could see lightning off in the distance um,
1: y- yeah yeah um, well I mean the start when we got to the track it was blazing sunshine yeah. almost unbearable heat at times um, and you just never ever in the morning when we got there we got there probably around 9 o'clock and you never would have expected rain later on no. in the day
0: if I've learned one thing this weekend that it's in Hungary the weather can change like within a better it minute on a dime
2: yeah especially up there yeah. um, it, it was the same across all the city wasn't it really yeah uh, so, yeah, but it was nice to be able to be physically there and see that rainstorm coming in. And you, yeah, feel the tension. You, yeah. yeah, you felt almost like a team principal sat on the pit wall trying to predict when it might come.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get um, on Twitter like, Frank the in, guys. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so the bad weather actually saw both Force Indias go out in Q1, um, which is not really great for them this week after going into administration, is it? Not, oh. a, not a great weekend. No. Yeah. Um, and then in Q two, Magnussen ran so wide, it's untrue. But <laughs> because it was an early lap on Inters before the rain got really bad, he somehow managed to get it through into Q three. Yeah, he um, was
0: what two seconds off or something.
2: It was it was four seconds off the pace overall, but because it was just such an early lap, and nobody else could then set a time anywhere near it, yeah, he, he managed to sort of look out and. Getting q, uh, Q3. q
0: Absolute lottery at that point.
2: Yeah. Did mean we lost Danny Rick, though. Yeah. Um, he was... Um,
0: did he make a mistake on his first run?
2: He didn't. From memory, I don't think he was on the right tyres. There were a lot going out on f- yeah. full wets, weren't there? Yeah. And it, you know, was take, they were taking tyre risks at Red Bull, because we saw him on the softs as well at one point, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, everyone... we were...
0: So we were sat by the chicane, and we were basically dry. And though in the distance we could see like the massive rooster tails of them going down the main yeah. straight. It was properly like half wet, half dry track. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um his best lap was actually ruined by the Land Stroll spin. Yes. Where he hit the barrier and lost the front wing. Um whether it would have been good enough to get him through
0: is another matter, but he feels that was his best lap and the yellows Yeah, from what I remember though, the sectors weren't Amazing up until that point, anyway. No. Yeah, I,
1: I don't really feel like it was necessarily his own fault. It definitely, from where we were sitting, looked like he, he never, it just was never ever on the right tire the no. whole no. time, like Not through the whole all. of qualifying. The
2: um, the car itself looked fairly good, especially through yeah. the chicane where we were sat. It yeah, it
1: looked better than any other car through
2: the chicane. So it was a surprise to see see him go out, but like you say, it's more the strategy than anything. Yeah. Um, we did, however, get both Toro Rosso's through into Q3, which was a nice surprise to see. Um, yeah, really impressive. Gasly looked pretty strong, most of the qualifying, um, was always there or thereabouts on pace, and good for them after a few weeks of trouble, really, struggling mm-hmm. down the back. Really strong weekend in general, actually. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and Sainz, as well, even held on to third place for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> until the big boys came and shoved him down a little bit, but ultimately ended up fifth on the grid. That the rain equalizes these kind of things doesn't it a lot yeah, and definitely. You, you, we definitely saw yeah. that this weekend i think
1: yeah i do enjoy a a, a national rot- lottery style qualifying session because it gives you just <laughs> such a mixed up grid that um you end up with a mad mad race and that is what we got mhm yeah yeah
2: ultimately it was lewis wasn't it and you, in them conditions have you guys come to expect Lewis? Pretty much. As like, if you know going into a session that it's going to end up like that, is your money always on Lewis?
0: More or less. Although, I mean, that track in them conditions, you'd expect the Red Bulls to be a lot better. Than yeah. They were. Verstappen should have been much higher than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it is
1: a Lewis track. It in, is. In, yeah. If he if he's got the right right car, he has always gone really, really, really well round there. And when it rains, he is pretty supreme so I think
0: it's hard to argue against it is, yeah. him in those conditions. It was yeah, so. the rain that did it though like up until that point Mercedes had looked pretty average. Very average. In the whole yeah. Totally average.
2: Definitely struggling with the track temperature. Yeah. And the tyres.
0: Yeah. Like you said the heat we had when we first got there in the morning it's like this is just going to cook those Mercedes tyres but it yeah. was it,
1: I can't even begin to describe to listeners just how hot and humid and muggy <laughs> oh, yeah, and, it's... and sunny as well, though. Like it's just it's a really heavy, heavy heat. Yes, heavy heat after heavy heat. After heavy heat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and there's not a lot of shade around that. There's, place, there's hardly any shade. None of the grand. Only the main grandstand has shade. Has has a canopy yeah. over it. Every other grandstand has <laughs> no shade at all. Yeah, unless you sit under it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, in the end, Lewis was actually a quarter of a second in front of Bottas, and then half a second in front of both Ferraris, despite what I still think was quite a sketchy middle sector. Um, His middle sector was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, he kind of ran wide coming up the hill through the quick left, and then through the chicane on the exit, he got quite a lot of wheel spin and kind of went a little wide, yeah. um, but... A supreme final sector and made, what looked like a good first yeah. sector. He was he's made all that back. He's like four
0: tenths in yeah, the final sector alone, which yeah. is wild. Yeah. yeah.
2: So impressive lap, and me and you sat and watched it back together, didn't we, Stu? And you saw how unconventional the line was, but that's you said at the time that's he's what he's good it, at.
1: Yeah, he's really good at driving off the racing line in those conditions and finding where the grip is and it's something that you don't necessarily always see the other drivers doing because no. they're trying to stick to what they think is the driest possible line without necessarily exploring the track and finding the driest points in the traction zones
0: and he's really really good at that he's no what one is, does it like him I mean he goes back to that Silverstone Grand Prix I think it's 2008 when he won by like over a minute over the whole rest of the field yeah. and like you look at his lines and he was basically driving a different circuit to yeah else yeah,
2: yeah definitely mm. um so that gave us a grid. Um so I suppose we should talk about the race. Yeah. Yeah. Um quite a lot went on early doors, I think. Um Max got a good start, managed yeah. to get himself up to fifth behind the other top runners. Um Ericsson made quite a big whack into the side of Danny Rick. Yeah. yeah. Um Luckily, both of them seemed okay afterwards in terms of the car. There didn't appear to be any damage that I noticed between the two of them.
0: It's a solid car, that Red Bull, because yeah. the whack it got on that front left was massive. I
2: think they were both a little lucky that it was the wheel-to-wheel contact that it was, yeah. um, saving any body work more than anything. Uh, but yeah, you know we've seen suspension arms snap in those scenarios mm-hmm. before, so I was quite lucky. Um, Leclerc also got a little bit sandwiched between... The two force Indias behind that as that was going on, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that ultimately led to his retirement. I'm not actually sure what the damage was. I don't know if you guys not heard in the end. I'm guessing suspension. Must thing, have been suspension. Yeah, judging
0: by the wacky, got it'll be suspension. Yeah, it's what well, it's like. When we did predictions last week, you two both said it's you were going for someone in the midfield with a turn one incident. Yeah. You just got the wrong guy, sadly. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. Um, and then. A turn later in turn two, Vettel went round the outside of Kimi. for really good the move, third. Yeah. Especially Bayern.
0: when he was starting on softs and everyone around yes. him was on ultras. I think
2: that's the that's the most impressive thing about it, I think, is that he's on the harder, less grippy tire at the start and he's still managed to go around him. Granted, uh Raikkonen's not going to have fought him too hard, is he? Because no, of the position that they're in with each other, but still a good move to go around the outside yeah. on those tires in, in those risky conditions yeah. of lap starts and so on.
0: His, his pace on those softs was so good in that first stint, like he basically stuck to the back of Bottas, he was ultras for the entire first stint, which is really impressive. Yeah,
2: for, for a long time on those softs it, it looked like it was his race to throw away realistically yeah. because, you know, we were looking at the, um, the pace of the Mercedes and then the heat that we had thinking their tyres aren't going to last mm. and he seemed to just keep banging in consistent lap times and but maintaining a, a good life on the tyres. So yeah. um yeah. of course
1: we, had, we had an absolutely perfect day for the race on Sunday in terms of weather. Yeah. That's just yeah, not a, a not a cloud in the sky, which depending on how much you like thirty five <laughs> degree heat, is either amazing weather or very difficult weather to endure. Yeah. There was um
0: there was little impromptu water fight at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there just was. to help us cool down a bit.
2: <laughs> um it wasn't long until Max Verstappen pulled up in front of us, was it? In right, lap five. Right. Yeah. Turned the airwaves a little blue. Um, NG UK failure, I believe, in the end. Yeah. Causing a loss of power. Um, and a loss
1: of decorum. Yes. <laughs> 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 that is one way to put it, for sure.
0: There was, I mean, because obviously we didn't hear that radio message, but the second he got out of the car, the body language probably said all yeah. that he needed. Yeah, he was livid. Effing and jeffing for...
2: Well every other word needed mm, yeah. censoring didn't it <laughs> in the radio message yeah. so um, yeah uh, it, it does sort of highlight how many issues Red Bull have had with the yeah, Renault it's... this year but on the flip side a Abitables been out and said that they're using parts that are actually old spec now yeah. and they're refusing to use some of the newer ones Renault have tried to give them because it doesn't package as well into the car so you know Renault are saying it's their own fault wow um, which you know if Renault are offering them new parts and they're not willing to take them they they kind of do have themselves to blame at least a little bit for what's going I on with the failures look
0: at the failures they've had compared to Renault and McLaren who are running the same engines or well they're running yeah. Renault engines maybe not necessarily the same parts Like,
1: yep. M- maybe the difference is um, Red Bull aren't willing to s- cut holes in
0: the top of the body <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool um, McLaren, no. yeah, by just suggesting that to uh, Adrian Newey, Can we just got yeah. a hole here. Like, no, what are you talking about?
2: Um, yeah, meanwhile, the other Red Bull had a fairly decent race. Um, yeah, Danny Rick was blasted through the field. We saw a really good move around the outside of turn two on Magnussen. Yeah, um, I think it was a little bit better than Vettel's just because. Magnussen was fighting the move a little bit more than Kimmy was. For we know Magnussen will fight to hold a position as yeah. well. And to, to be fair to Magnussen, I've given him a bit of a bit of a grilling on this before for being overly aggressive defending and overtaking. But defending against Danny Rick, I thought
0: it was actually pretty clean, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: it was. You know, it was firm but fair. Mm. You know, held held good line, defended well, and wasn't you know overly aggressive or anything. And I think. Maybe this season's sort of seen Magnussen mature a little bit in that respect quite a, little a bit. lot. A little bit. <laughs> um, he also had a very good move on the inside of Turn 1 with Gasly. So which, from a long way
1: back. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah, didn't look like it was on, did it, at one point. Um, and but he's what, good at those. Yeah. He's, he's good at those sort of late lunges and takes them by surprise. He likes them vulnerable, doesn't yeah. he, as he's said
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's not the first time I've seen him do it. It's almost become his forte is the the very late lunge that yeah. no one's expecting. Um, not long after that, we saw Vettel come in to swap to the ultras. And he ended up with a bit of a slow stop problems on the front left, which I would maybe lean towards saying cost him the chance of fighting with Lewis. Because he ended up coming out behind Bottas and having yeah. to try and find a way past Bottas, which you know ultimately ended up becoming a bit of a rear gunner for Lewis at that point. Mm. Um, he was on a slower tire than Vettel, uh, obviously a lot older tires mm. than Vettel. Um, but Vettel really was struggling to find a way through. I, th- I think maybe he was trying to hold on to to save the tires. I don't know what yeah, you guys maybe.
0: think. I mean, Bottas' pace all day wasn't. Great, like as, you know, as good as we said, Vettel's pace was on the softs. That's probably helped by the fact that Bottas's pace wasn't brilliant. I mean, Hamilton just disappeared up the road, didn't he, from lap one basically? Um, yeah. So I think Vettel was always gonna catch him, whatever happened. But yeah, that got messy as well. Get on to it. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do we think it was the
2: right strategy call by Ferrari to do what they did with Vettel?
0: It was an interesting one, wasn't it, to start him on the soft. I mean, I guess they probably knew from Friday that they had good pace on the soft, so they could make it work. And I still don't think. I think even if he'd got out ahead of Bottas, I still don't think he'd have caught Hamilton, even on the ultras at that point.
1: It, they were sort of matched for pace for a while in the middle yeah. part of the race. Yeah. Like they were, Hamilton's, Hamilton was Hamilton pitted quite late, right? He pitted. Yeah,
2: considering it was on the ultras, yes, I can't, I couldn't tell you the exact lap, um, but
1: like, Chris could. I probably can
2: thirty <laughs> something, maybe thirty-five.
0: is he? Uh, no, twenty, twenty-seven. He paid off. Oh, so not quite as late as I thought. Then. Yeah, but yeah, Bo- uh, Räikkönen and Bottas were much earlier than that. Yeah, he, he did like
1: twice the laps that yeah. um, that Räikkönen and Bottas did yeah. on their tyres.
2: Which, considering the way that the Mercedes looked like it was struggling in the heat on the softer tyres, I think he's probably impressive in itself to, to get that stint, but I guess when you're out in the front in clean air you've you've got the luxury of help. managing your own pace and you're not following someone so you're not eating sure. up the tires not, that yeah, way.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's less movement on the on the surface of the tire, isn't there? Because it's the car's yeah. working properly as it should be, rather than in dirty air. But then Bottas was so far. Well, they were all like far enough behind him after yeah. a few laps that they probably weren't in that dirty air anyway. As long as once you get beyond sort of three seconds, then you're pretty much in clean air
0: again. Yeah, I think it also helped that the pace across the field was a bit tighter than we used to as well, so he hadn't really caught up to any bat markers by that point. Mm. Like I mean, even Gasly finished on the lead lap, which is
2: Yeah. Although he was the only one on the lead lap by was, the end. He was the last of them, yeah. yeah.
1: Best of the rest.
2: Yeah. You, you usually tend to find that at the moment, don't you, that the um the best of the rest finisher tends to be the only, the only one, one on the, yeah the only one that ends up on that lead lap. Um so yeah that I guess that's where Vettel ended up and and why Lewis had such a gap towards the end of the race, but um, not long after that, we lost Stoffel, which was a shame, I Real think, shame, because yeah. him and Fernando were running more or less nose to tail. Uh, for, yeah, he was right on his pace. Yeah, right up until there, uh, you know, he, was, he wasn't was letting Fernando get away, nah. which is good because, you know, Fernando's, I think, out him in all but one session I this think, season. I think that's right, yeah. And, it wouldn't surprise me without looking, but if it wouldn't surprise me if Alonso's finished better than Stoffel in most races, unless he's gone out of it. Yeah. So it's good for Stoffel to have been in that position, and to be honest, Alonso was quite sympathetic. Well, showed some empathy towards Stoffel. Yeah. Afterwards, on the radio, saying you know it was a real shame for Stoffel and could have been a good team result for them. Um, do we think things are starting to look better at McLaren, or is it just? Uh, uh, a decent afternoon.
1: I think it's a less power dependent track, isn't it? So if, if there was a track where they were gonna do okay, then this would be it. Yeah. Similar to the Red Bulls, realistically. Just like, just like the Red Bulls, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think all those Renault cars are probably thinking there's some points to be had here. Mm, yeah. But um
0: As it turned out a lot of them didn't manage it. Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> where
1: where were they in the end? Sunday um, eighth Van Dorn retired, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we had Ricardo Ricardo fourth. Um, Alonso 8th and Sainz 9th that was the only Renault guys in the points
2: Mm-mm.
0: yeah Hockenheim faded didn't he down to 12th in the end
2: yeah he, did, he didn't really have a good quali session in all honesty though Hulk either yeah, considering how well he seemed to manage in the tricky conditions in Hockenheim a week ago he didn't seem to have a great quali session but that could have just been Timing of when you're on track—it was that—that that was the the real crucial element to it this week, wasn't it? Yeah. It was being on track at the right time, rather than just being able to deal with the conditions. Certainly,
1: yeah, yeah, for qualifying, absolutely. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so here come the big <laughs> yeah. bigger talking points of the race. I think um, lap sixty-five. saw so Vettel and Bottas come together. Um, Bottas struggling on older, harder tires. Vettel trying to make a charge and, you know, get the positions that ultimately needs to close. Either try and close Lewis down or at least claw back some points. Into turn one, Vettel had a good run, but ultimately used DRS to his advantage down into turn two to go round the outside on the entry to the corner. And Bottas essentially locked up on the inside and had nowhere to go other than the rear end of the Ferrari. Luckily, yeah. Vettel seemed to escape without too much of an issue. But it wrecked what was left of Bottas' race completely shattering the front wing. Um,
0: what do we think to that then? Well, yeah, that this is the talking point, I guess. I think it went down as a racing incident, didn't it? I think the Stu's looked at that one and didn't do anything.
2: I think racing incident, personally, is fair
0: for what it was. I think so. I think Vettel left Bottas... A car's width and non-inch an more, which you know is all he's all he has to do. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but then he's never. But Bottas is never gonna. If, if you give him just a car's width and you're not quite clear of him, he's never gonna get round the corner, no matter what, because he's yeah. only he's not on the racing lines on the inside yeah. of the racing lines. So he's I, gonna turn in, and he's always gonna understeer into you. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. The, an interesting comment from Vettel after the race was he was comparing it to. His incident um hitting. I'm trying to think who we hit now. <laughs> um Was it Bottas? I've, have Räikkönen and Seb both hit Bottas this season. Or was testing me now?
0: Can't remember. They, they've,
2: they've both had issues. Essentially, yeah. where they've kind of been a little bit caught out of a car cutting across the front of them yeah, into it, a corner, in race starts, and, wasn't and it? losing front so, end grip and locking up. So oh, in, in France, in France, in, yeah, in... France was one.
1: Castella, they yeah Vettel came around the outside and didn't leave him enough room, and Bottas understood in t- no, it was the other way around. Bottas yeah. was going around the outside, and Vettel understood into Bottas. Yeah, yeah.
2: And Raikkonen had, had a similar incident this season. It was back the next race? Remember.
1: It was the next race, wasn't it? What was the race after France? Um, it was the three in a row, was it? Uh, so Silverstone. It Silverstone. Um, oh yeah.
0: So Hamilton Reichen, yeah. yeah, Hamilton and Raikkonen. Reichen- Reichen- yeah, Hamilton and Raikkonen.
1: Raikkonen hit Hamilton. How can you yeah.
2: forget? That? <laughs> but it, Vettel was comparing what happened with Bottas mm. to those incidents, ba- basically suggesting that he can understand the lockup and the the accident and the contact occurring. And in his own words, was saying, "You know, I left him enough room on the inside, but." Myself and Kimmy have experienced that a car moving across the front of you can cause a, a loss of grip that you're yeah. not expecting. Which
1: <laughs> thing is it, I don't I'm not buying that. because no. he wasn't. He didn't move across the front of him for him to lose grip. He the, he yeah, wasn't. Yeah, he was still him. alongside. You have to be like directly point. in You can't. Yeah, a car alongside you isn't going to make you lose grip. It probably reduces grip, but it doesn't make you lose grip in the same way that a car being directly in front of you. Yeah. Is. Um. And the thing for me it's a was a low
0: speed corner as well.
1: Yeah. The thing for me was it's. The move was on, so Bottas should yeah. really, ultimately, I think Bottas should have yielded, and Vettel should have given Bottas a bit more yeah. room. Yeah, so no one comes that, out of it looking no, great. Yeah, yeah, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, it, and you have to put that down as a racing incident. So yeah. It's just two drivers unwilling to yield, and they're both equally to blame for what happened. Vettel's very, very lucky, so lucky. he didn't wreck his own race. If he had, if I think if, if Vettel had got a puncture... And wrecked his own race. It would have been entirely Vettel's fault for not leaving him space. Yeah, yeah. Like it,
2: I think there's a good angle, which is looking at them coming head on into the corner, and there's a moment where Vettel just starts to pinch Bottas, mm. and the out the, the outside left outside left the front left sort of ends up a little bit in the dirt and I think that contributes to the lock up and the slide a little and it just shows how
1: Vettel's maybe pinching him a little too much well that's it Like the move was on it was done he didn't need to he'd he'd already got the traction he had way better tyres he was ahead of him he was on the inside line for the next corner for the right hander leading down to the um, kink and the move was done. Yeah, so yeah. he
0: held his line, he probably would have been fine, but the yeah. fact that he pinched him a bit... Is yeah, kind it of...
1: just seemed a bit cynical. To me. Yeah, it's
0: it's not like him pinching him caused the incident, but it would just put him in a position where the incident was on. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. Bottas exactly. did anything other than a perfect yeah. line, which, yeah. which is impossible. Because he's on knackered tyres. Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: and like you say, Stuart, <clears throat> in the scenario that he's in, he's on the fresher tyres, he's got the move done, he didn't need to close the door no. as... Significantly, he just, as he, he did, un, I
1: thought it was unnecessary. I, I don't think it was worth a penalty, but no, like, it's, no, definitely, it's definitely unnecessary. A bit anyway. If he if he had gone out of the race, it would have been uh, entirely his own fault. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, although speaking of moves and people's fault, <laughs> the yeah. the damage here comes the next. One. Yeah, here comes the other one. So the damage to Bottas's front wing led him to be involved in some more controversy. And um, it was
1: proper damage as well. It oh, was yeah, like it was significant. Massive, like all the end plate come off. And yeah, yeah it was and
2: like, he'd, he'd lost the majority of the right side of the front wing. Yeah, um, so, so, yeah. He
0: decided to even it out by bashing the left-hand side yeah, into yeah.
2: <laughs> Basically, yeah, Danny Rick had, you know, m- effectively made a move stick around the outside into turn one. And Bottas seemingly couldn't help but understeer into him but I think maybe he should have given up the move a lot sooner than the apex of the corner it was, personally
0: it was a little bit desperate defence wasn't yeah. it like yeah he was yeah. never the, the point he breaks out with that little front wing It was never going to make yeah. that yeah.
1: but then work. if Ricardo's on the outside oh, it's a tr- this is a tricky one it this is a, is really is a much tricky more one. tricky one this <clears> one because Ricardo had a storming drive obviously he'd made loads of moves in that corner um, going into it yeah, probably Bottas should have known better than to break as late as yeah. he did. He, he, he's in. The, he's the one who knows how much wing he's got left. He knows mm. he's not got. I suppose the the disadvantage was was that his next visit to turn one after the incident. No, it was couple three laps later. 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 Yeah. So he knows where he can yeah. break. Yeah. So he's obviously tried to defend and he's made a it and that'd be why obviously they've given him the penalty. Yeah. yeah. Um, I
0: will because he got a 10 second penalty which yeah. actually didn't affect the result no
2: because ultimately Danny Rick ended up coming back past him um, on, the, yeah, on, the, on the final lap so like what two laps later yeah. I think it was
0: um, and he also got two penalty points on his licence that feels a little bit harsh to me
2: who had penalty points recently though somebody else had some recently didn't they for... um,
0: yeah
2: I can't think the what they did yeah <laughs>
0: Um, yeah I don't know it was like you say he, he's, he'd already been through that corner with that much wing two or three times shouldn't he, know, but shouldn't he was overdoing have it. Yeah. it it was overdoing it I think a penalty is the
2: right thing. and let's put, yeah, put it this way if you look at the top down shot that you get from I assume it's from the chopper from the angle that it comes at but there's probably two and a half cars width on the inside of the corner so it's not in, like in any way, Danny didn't give him enough room. Oh, yeah, he no. was it wasn't pinching him down to a single car width, so no. he had a lot of room to work with. But
1: but there's so much runoff. Like he didn't have to. Yeah. Do, he didn't have to when he when he knew he was there. He didn't have to sort of pinch into the corner. Yeah, he knew. You know, he probably knew. They probably they would have told him on the radio that Bottas was vulnerable. Yeah, he would have yeah. known his car was damaged. And he, he he should have known that if he's gonna try and go around the outside there, there's a good chance that he's gonna try and defend yeah. and it's, not have the grip um, to do it and go into him. So and there's all that runoff he could've he didn't have to have an accident there. He could have gone a bit further wide. Mm. Um, yeah. Been forced off the track and just carried it's on the like, side. Um,
0: it's not unlike Austria a couple of years ago when Hamilton tried to go around the outside of Rosberg and Rosberg just went straight on instead of going around the corner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a similar sort of thing where like even when you're going outside of someone, we still expect them to turn the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I
1: wouldn't necessarily tar Bottas with that,
0: bro. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was that was his own special thing. Yeah, yeah, it was messy though. That was it's not it wasn't Bottas's greatest day. I mean, to be fair, he had like he had a banging race up to that, like 80 of a really really good race. Yeah. yeah, like he did really well to hold off the Ferraris for as long as he did, but.
2: Which Is probably ultimately why he maybe ended up in the scenario with Vettel in the first place yeah, because probably. he's eating up the tyres trying to defend. But you know, I think that pass from Vettel was inevitable mm. whenever it came, um, yeah. it was always going to get by at some point. So, um, I, I think the penalty that he ended up with is probably fair. Uh, like, I think with what Stu was saying about you know, Danny Rick could have maybe given him more room, I think from Danny Rick's point of view, when he sees that it's Bottas, it, we've, we've had conversations like this before, like certain drivers, when you're overtaking them, you must sort of think, ah, that's so-and-so, I'm going to give him a little wider berth, yeah. and I don't think that thought's maybe come into his head because it's Bottas. It's, it's not like Bottas is known for smashing into people and things like yeah. that. Other
1: than so, Raikkonen. Raikkonen's the only person he's yeah, they're they're trapped into. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. magnetic
2: fins. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, are we saying that we think penalty is
1: about right for what happened I, I I, don't know I think it's 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 a really really tough one we don't have all the information that the guys have got I, I'm sure yeah. like they've got good reason they're not yeah. going to dole out a 10 second penalty for no reason no. even though it didn't have any effect on the race again it's like pointless penalty because it yeah. just didn't do anything but um, it's, it's a show of you can't get away with that to other drivers, yeah, we'll just so it, make least. an example of him really he's all yeah. they're trying to do for me, yeah, I mean, he, sh- he should have known better. He, Bottas should have braked sooner, shouldn't he? At yeah, the end yeah of the
2: day, that, he, that's ultimately it, yeah. yeah. Should,
1: and yeah. that's why he's got the He was penalty. never making that corner. Yeah, no. so I think it's right.
2: So with that in mind, who do we think is driver of the day?
0: Um, well, Ricardo is sort of your obvious choice, I think. Lots yeah. of nice overtakes done yeah. for the field.
1: I think he was the official driver I of the day. I think he was, yeah. Did he, I didn't yeah, see who he, he was. It. Yeah. Um
0: I think Gasly is worth a shout as well. Um for Saturday and Sunday actually like
2: yeah all, all weekend I was sat thinking to myself if if Gasly can maintain what he showed in qualifying he's going to be a candidate for me yeah. and yeah. The, you know we we sat and watched him pulling out. He was in like his own little race at one Pretty point much, if yeah. you remember like obviously he didn't have anywhere near the pace to stay with the the big six. Well, there weren't six of them at that point. Yeah. There were five left, but he didn't have the pace to stay with those guys. But he had a significant back uh, gap backwards to Signs Magnuson and whoever else yeah, was really behind did. him at the time. Yeah. And he did a really good job of maintaining that pace. And I, I'd like
0: personally to give it to Gasly. Yeah. If, if best of the rest still on the lead lap as well, which is yeah. impressive. The the really cool thing about this is they were the fastest
1: non-ferrari just about the fastest non-ferrari other than red bull they were the fastest non-ferrari or mercedes yeah and obviously this isn't a power track but still like it is important for them to be racking up these results beating the other engine manufacturers yeah definitely it's making a difference going forward it shows you that like this engine is probably just about starting now to to sort of be about maybe as good if not a little bit better than the Renault I'd yeah say.
2: yeah, and it's it's nice for Gasly to be able to bring a, a result like that home for the team when you know we were talking about the fact that Red Bull have turned around to Honda and said we don't care how many penalties it causes chuck anything you want at and the Toro at Rosso it. yeah because yeah. we want it to be right it's next a, season a, a and test mule for <laughs> yeah like hopefully that'll mean that Toro Rosso can reap the benefits next season as well as Red Bull yeah but ultimately, it's probably going to cause them issues going into all the flyaways coming up. So yeah, I it's nice for them to get that a result. Good. I think yeah, yeah.
1: But at least in the flyaways, it'll be easier for most of the flyaways because we're off to Asia soon. It'd be easier for Honda to get the bits and bobs yeah, to the true. car. Yeah, so yeah, we'll upgrade. probably see quite a, through like Singapore, Japan, um, that those sort of races. Yeah, we'll probably see quite a few steps forward. I think on yeah. that on that Honda
0: see. engine, hopefully fingers um,
1: crossed
0: I did like after race Gasly said he knew he was having a good race when he was seeing blue flags for him overtaking other people rather than the other way around because yeah. <laughs> it must be a long time since he's had a blue flag yeah. for someone else in his favour yeah in yeah. his favour they, they got that dialed in didn't they that car this week. yeah it looked yeah. really good it looked really good yeah. um, although having now heard that Honda engine in person it sounds like a traction <laughs> yeah, engine <yeah>, Bagger <laughs> spanners <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> absolutely horrible um, um, so driver of the day I guess we're saying Gasly then I so, yeah, I think Gasly. So I'd, like it to for 10 I'd like to,
1: I'd yeah. like Gasly to get it yeah. this week. I'm glad. I'm glad. Cool. Good, good, good. Um
2: move of the day. We've obviously talked about a few of the good ones. I don't I don't know if there's anything else that you guys remember that you'd want to stick in there, but Um
0: There's a few good ones in the F two races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Some really
1: good ones into the Chicane. Didn't see a single move into the Chicane in Formula One, did we? Or maybe it la- no, first first was last last movement there, but... and that was it. Yeah. Did we film that? Yeah, yeah I have the first lap. Yeah, we'll post
2: it. Ricardo got quite close to people. Ricardo utilised the car's advantage through the chicane to get really onto the back of people into the final sector, but no, we didn't really see any moves in there. So,
0: move of the day? Um, Once again, it's like which of Ricardos do you pick, isn't it? I think.
1: uh, Yeah, maybe. I mean, Vettel around the outside of Raikkonen. So, on the list, we've got Vettel on. Raikkonen, outside of turn one. Uh, turn on lap two, one, lap sorry, one. Sorry, around, side, around yeah. turn two on lap one, yeah. Um, which was good, but it's his teammate and he was always going to yield. Ricciardo around the outside of Magnin in t- Magnussen in turn two as well. That was a good move. Yeah. That was a proper fight against one, a driver who is difficult to overtake.
2: That one from memory got me and you to stand up and applaud him yeah we <laughs> did, we did. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's why that's why that yeah. one's in there for me and then
1: <laughs> Ricardo's late dive on Gasly into turn 1 that was a, that was an exciting that was a really one good well. one I think for me probably the outside Magnussen because as you, like. Yeah, <laughs> Tom and I did give him a yeah. standing ovation for, <laughs> for that one for
0: the, yeah, for the instant visceral reaction we had to it I think we've yeah, got to go for that it's got to be hasn't it
1: that settles that one then
0: um, and then honestly what the f*** are we doing here um it's a tricky one, this actually. Um Nothing
2: I I think the obvious candidate that people will want us to go with is probably botass steaming into Ricardo as Stu shakes his head no. at me. Yeah, I think that's what mine. I think that's what general consensus will be. I'm not necessarily saying that's where we should go with no. it.
1: Yeah. Mine is Verstappen's
0: retirement. It's just like why is, It is bad. Why is. is
1: that engine constantly popping?
0: Because I think yeah. he would have been on the podium. Yeah, I think but he would. It was
1: on,
2: you know, it was on the pace of the. Although still, we only saw him, with him four or five laps, it was still on the back. But I, I watched the same thing in Germany. You know, through the stadium section, through the stadium section, he was on the back of mm. the front four. If you want to call them that,
0: well, you look at the pace Ricardo had all race, and he finished uh, about twenty seconds off a podium position. Yeah. And at the point Verstappen retired, Ricardo was down in like fourteenth or something. So yeah,
2: and you know that slightly could be a pit stop for Ferrari on Seb. <laughs> He could have, Seb could have been coming out behind Bottas and Verstappen realistically, and you know Verstappen could have maybe ended up in that slight no man's land between Lewis and Bottas realistically. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I I feel like like these another WTF sort of thing about it is like these things are costing fans like good races. Yeah, 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 that's true as well. It's not right for an engine to keep going pop on such a good. Set of drivers in Ricardo and Verstappen. Because there were... it's, it's, we we could have had like a six, a five-way fight mm. for podium places. Yeah, towards the end of the race, just like at the end of uh uh Silver, Silverstone, we yeah. had a four-way yeah. fight mm. in Silverstone, and Hockenheim got close towards the end as well. Yeah, you. Totally. Yeah. um, yeah, like we we were robbed of that this year. Totally,
0: and there were so many Dutch fans at the track as well. Yeah. And like yeah. w- when you retired, you like felt the atmosphere just like. Go a little dip, bit flat for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah
2: the, the significant fans in number were either Dutch or Finnish. Yeah, yeah. loads of Finnish fans. Yeah, a lot of Finns down there. Um, most were with Kimi, but there were still a fair few Bottas fans mm. knocking around.
0: There were a few crazy Eastern Europeans about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was wearing a Bottas hat and I had a what I assume was a Finnish man in full Mercedes garb very aggressively come <laughs> and God. celebrate with me after qualifying. <laughs> yes, I remember that. He was he was very happy. He was indeed. <laughs>
1: so
2: what we're we going with on WTF?
0: I I think I think you convinced me. It's just that yeah, another Red Bull failure. Yeah. They?
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll we'll do that. I'll talk with that. We'll go with there that. You go. <laughs> so a very. Unpredictable set of results mm. um, is proven by this week's prediction league. Do you want to go through that, Chris? Yeah,
0: it might. I think this might be the lowest scoring week of the whole season. Um, we only had twenty people scoring. Most of those either got one point or half point. Wow. Uh, the best was uh, Jack Steele, who scored two points, um, <laughs> and that's as good as it got. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of I think a lot of people had the Red Bulls either for qualifying or for the race result. Which yeah. I mean, you guys did, didn't you? Yeah, they, which there was on paper shouldn't have been a bad shirt, but
2: there was a lot of either double Vettels or Vettel pole, and then one of the Red Bulls winning. Mm-hmm. Um, which that was what I went for, I think Vettel yeah. and then Verstappen. So I mean, like it was a common choice, really. Seb Seb was probably the easily the most picked fastest qualifier
1: yeah. after by practice. A long way. After, like the Ferraris were looking mighty oh, yeah. in practice, so you yeah.
0: can see why. I think if I had not predicted until after practice, I'd have still had exactly the same predictions. Yeah, yeah, Did, I can see that, yeah. Um, I mean, the giveaway should have been that this is one of the few weeks I didn't go for Hamilton for qualifying and race, <laughs> which was always assuming that he was going to yeah. get pole. Yeah, in the if, win. You,
2: if you go Hamilton, he, he has trouble. If yeah. you don't, he seems to come out victorious, so. Um,
0: so if Hamilton or Vettel want to bribe me to help them win the championship, uh, <laughs> you know, it's in touch. Um, so yeah, I managed to get half a point for Verstappen's first retirement because nobody went for uh, Leclerc.
2: Yeah, you went very left field. Me and Stu yeah. both predicted him through it, and you went well. You yeah. got the
0: opposite and almost. Um, and off. sadly, that half point I got is all. The three of us got between us. Ouch. <laughs> Rough week. Um, so, in the overall League, uh, Dominic Paul is still at the top despite not scoring anything. In fact, the only person in the top four that scored anything was uh, Oleg Sidorov. So, he has moved up into second place. Uh, only one point behind Dominic Paul. So, still all, all to play for. Very tight at the top. Mm. Um, and I think I'm still languishing down in 40th. Yeah. You guys are there or thereabouts. Yeah, I'm in 7th, I think. So we got you, it? Yeah, open.
2: you're 7th, I'm 10th. Um, at your 14 points so some, and 13. Someone,
1: some people have jumped in the gap in between us
0: it looks like um, well? we neck
2: neck, Rover has possibly gone
0: between us I think there's a couple of people who got a point or a half a yeah, point yeah it's here. just jumped us in where bets am I now you unfortunately for you <laughs> it's going to take a while
2: 49 still actually you've not moved
0: oh that's alright I'm on my half a point so, 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 so basically <laughs> your, half,
2: your half a point has moved you half a point closer to 48. Absolutely
0: <laughs> shocking stuff. Yeah. That's
1: shocking, that. Uh, For a podcast host <laughs> as well. Right.
2: So, um, obviously no predictions to do No, we this, week. this week.
0: Three weeks off. Three week, yeah. three week break. Which I think a lot of people are welcome of after, I think it was eight races in ten weeks. We've yeah, had. that was yeah. what it's I heard been being thrown been, around. Right. It's been intense. It really it's has been very intense.
2: Yeah. It's been intense just... Being out there at a couple of them yeah, for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, let alone
0: being the poor mechanics having to go to every single oh, I one imagine. of them. And the yeah. drivers between the venues. Oh, yeah.
1: goodness. It must have been hard. But they're well-deserving break now. Yeah, travelling to one race was knackering enough for me. Yeah, getting out <laughs> of the circuit was knackering enough for me. Was, There's
2: two circuits in a row in two weekends I've not been able to leave. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? It's crazy. It's mental.
0: It's crazy a shame because the everything else about that track I really enjoyed, like everywhere you were the view of the track was really good like in terms of facilities it was pretty decent Um, in terms of the facilities I was
2: actually really impressed because out of all the race circuits I've been to that was the first time I felt that I could get up out of my seat at any point whether it was mid session or in a break between a session go to a stand and get a beer or a bit of food or whatever it was without having to wait more than like Two minutes.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody's queued more than five minutes for anything yeah, no, weekend, no, Which, yeah. having been to Silverstone a couple of times, yeah. is yeah. There were there was an absolute abundance
1: of sort of tents and
0: yeah, yeah, know, really was probably more tents
1: and people. Yeah,
0: um, um that was yeah, good. great race to go to. Just yeah, like you say, a shame it took us about two and a half hours to get out of the circuit at the yeah, end. Of the yeah. Day. yeah and a great city as well yes absolutely I love Budapest Chris
1: saw the river's favourite bridge yeah
0: went <laughs> on a boat trip where the river gave us the narration that was very exciting yeah. we ate food from the notebook not the, not the no, no time the, trab- the time the traveller's wife. wife we ate food from
1: the time traveller's wife some yeah.
0: incredible food actually yeah. like one of the best meals I've ever had best food ever
1: we had cocktails pharmaceutical cocktails yeah wine yeah. pairing can't forget the wine
0: pairing wine can't, pairing yeah, yeah. wine pairing. don't forget to
1: pay your wine <laughs>
0: uh, what else uh, we had
1: missed flights, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> aborted landings, aborted landings. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we had a
0: very sketchy flight, like that didn't we? Um,
2: a very eventful four yeah, days, yeah. really. By, if you uh, think but, about by, it.
1: By the time I got back last night, I was just spent. I, I yeah. literally, I'd, I'd lost all patience when we got off that plane. That, the experience of a of an aborted landing is not an experience. It was a little, again. that yeah. really, you know, it, that properly shook me up that.
0: I think it but, did a lot of people, <laughs> everybody on the plane yeah. was looking very sketchy. Yeah, I, I well, Even
1: to- when I got off of it, I was
0: I was in a right mood all, afterwards for ages. <laughs> <because> I, <was laughs> I had to do the, um, the air steward test. If, if they still look all right, everything's yeah. fine. If they look nervous, then you need to be worried. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we finish off with just a bit of news? Because we've got quite a bit of time left.
1: Yeah, I could drop so a, so a little we'll bit of news. news. Um, does anyone have any news that they want to talk about?
2: Unless you want to go into more detail about the Force India thing, there is that.
1: We can talk about that because that's quite new still.
2: Yeah, well it was, yeah, officially went through on Thursday I think. So, yeah, we touched upon it right at the top of the show, but effectively Force India are now in administration. Um, It's sort of been instigated through Sergio Perez. Um, Reason being, however, is that it stops winding up orders effectively that's that is the main reason for them to head into administration otherwise they'd have been wound up as a company shut down and all the jobs for everybody would be gone
0: yeah it was um, yeah it was basically Perez sort of backed up by Mercedes who did it because they are both owed money by the team but yeah Perez sort of said, he's, for him, it's nothing to do with the money. It's like people within the team said to him, like like you said, there's a chance of just the whole team being well done. Exactly. If you do this, there's a chance that someone can buy the place and we can um, save the team and save the jobs, basically, which obviously we very much hope will happen because the progress that team's made over the few years i have been in the sport is pretty amazing. So
2: Yeah, and they, they seem to have the backing of... You know, people within FOM, like Ross Braun said if there's anything F1 can do to help save Force India, then it will. What they mean by that, I don't know, yeah. but because without... Oh, we'll not get into the whole money distribution argument again. Yeah. <laughs> We've had that yeah, many a maybe time.
1: Maybe even out the money. That's think, yeah. Maybe stop paying Ferrari 80 million euros. <laughs> that
2: might help. Um there was, obviously, the fact that McLaren and Williams could... Because
0: McLaren, Williams and Renault, yeah. Yeah, could help
2: hinder the sale.
0: Because, basically, so under help the Concord... hinder the sale, <laughs> yeah. Under the Concord Agreement, basically, if a team goes into administration then comes back, they are regarded as a new entry, so lose all the payments that they get as a team, mm. unless all the other teams sort of agree to go against that. And every team except McLaren, Renault and Williams didn't sign that agreement, which it's not nice is it it's like
1: it's not nice but rules are rules and it's Formula mm. 1 and people are gonna you should expect that you have to expect the teams you do, to but... expect the, you know there's a reason why these guys haven't signed that agreement It's because of this exact situation yeah. that it was to come about they, d- yeah. they want to gain
0: from it everyone wants to gain from other people it feels a bit it's a bit bite in the hand that feeds you, though, for me. It's like, yes, short-term, they all get a big share of that money and whatever, and they'll have one less rival to beat them. But if you're weakening the sport as a whole, like yeah. long-term, that's going to yeah. be no good for
2: you. That's true. The thing that sort of hurt a little bit about it from me, in my opinion, was that it's a team like McLaren and a team like Williams that are the, one, the, the two main instigators saying they don't want to sign it. And they're two of the teams that get the bonus payments anyway. <laughs> like yeah, they're getting payments, true. they're getting the heritage payments and things like that, uh, similar to what Ferrari get, not to the extent that Ferrari get them, or, or even Red Bull as championship winners. But yeah. you know they they're getting money just for being there yeah. before they've even set foot yeah. on the track. So well, I think
0: I think the biggest fear for those teams is given that they have these Mercedes links, is the Mercedes are going to do with Force India what Ferrari did with them um, Silver and make them basically a B team yeah. Yeah. I you wouldn't know. blame Mercedes for yeah. trying that no. though yeah. any, we've talked about it before any, any
1: speculation on what that team might be called if, the, <laughs> if it was to come about I've got a dread to think Bra- I think Brabus I'm going Brabus Brabus yeah that would be
0: a, appropriate yeah I don't know as long as they don't just make it force something else like all yeah, the force ideas, AMG yeah <laughs> yeah You'd
2: expect it to be something, wouldn't you, that's Mercedes-related. Mercedes yeah. yeah,
1: maybe it's smart. Maybe <laughs> it's smart. Yeah. Smart F1. F1. Really short car. Really yeah. short wheelbase. <laughs> <laughs> um, other news, they are testing um, this yeah, morning. testing is as, as we record, they are literally testing live. They're debuting their prototype front wings for next season. Which look... They don't look too bad, actually. I was Pretty worried good.
0: they would look very. bare. Yeah, yeah but, but. With all the livery and stuff on them, they don't look, they look, look, look too look much different. A lot more basic. I mean, if you think of those pictures of the new Renault front wing, which is just yeah. like a work of art, yeah. Right? Yeah. they look a lot basic, more basic than that, but mm. I think they look terrible. All for nothing, anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> uh,
1: Giovanazzi has topped testing in the first morning as we record.
0: Yeah. He's doing a double duty, he's driving for Ferrari today and then CERA tomorrow. There's yeah. quite a few interesting young drivers actually knocking around. Uh, Lando Norris is in the McLaren for both days, I yeah. think. Georgie Boy, Georgie <laughs> yeah.
1: Russell is in the Mercedes, not yeah. far off the pace,
0: but they're all testing yeah. different um, stuff. So. There's Latifi's driving, Mark Love's doing it, driving for Renault at one uh, tomorrow, I think, as we record. Uh, Ollie Rowland is driving Williams today and Robert Kubica's driving for them tomorrow, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. Sean Galeo's in there. Lots of cool F2 names that we all hope we'll see in F1 yes, in next yeah, few years. Yeah. Including Brendan... H- oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might not. Be. <laughs> no, I'm Harsh, joking, man. Only joking, only joking. Okay. Well, the one person's not there is um, Dan Tictum speaking of uh, Red Bull drivers. Yes! Because um, he still hasn't got the super licence points he needs. Yeah. Um, which obviously, a few people saying he's a little discretion a few years ago that got him a season's ban. Probably uh, played a big part in him not having enough super license points. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Don't
1: don't lose your head on the racetrack, people. Nope. Learned a hard lesson there. Yeah. Um, is there any other news knocking around? <clears throat> I think that's probably it. Yeah. For this week. You you know that
2: something will come out in oh, something the, the yeah. moment after we've
1: hit the submit button on the episode absolutely. Always, absolutely, always does Always does. Um,
0: it's the non-stop world of Formula One but we have um, three weeks to let races now so we've got plenty of time to catch up on anything that does happen yeah
2: so obviously we'll be here covering anything that does come up Mm-hmm. Probably do a little look back at the testing next week.
1: Maybe a little look over the review. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we could take people through our trip to Budapest. Yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to go a bit but more detail that because it was yeah. a Heck Heavy a experience going anyway. to go that race. Yeah.
0: yeah. And if there's anything you want us to talk about over the next few weeks, feel free to send us yeah. a message. or Suggest some uh, talking points. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, maybe even do some support catch up like F two. A yeah, bit of a summary the, of what's going on in the F2 for people that might want to know. Yeah.
1: Yep. At this point, we're just banging around ideas on air. So yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're having meetings on let's, air. Let's, this let's point. keep our powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and that's it. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So if you do want to send anything in, um, we're in all the usual places: Twitter at Back of the Grid F1, Facebook, just search Back of the Grid, Instagram at Back of the Grid. The website is backofthegrid.com where you can all see how many points you didn't score this weekend. <laughs> uh, if you want to find any of us, Stu is at Stu underscore PX, Tommy's at TomKing89 and I am at TNM Chris. And the final thing,
1: don't forget to join our fantasy league at yes. Formula1.com. Um, it is Back of the Grid Podcast. I yeah back of the grid F1 podcast back of the grid F1 podcast search yeah. for us in the leagues on the yeah. Vax League we'll yeah, slap we, a link on Twitter as well yeah we're getting more and more people joining it'd be great to have you on board
0: yeah someone needs to catch you so yeah
1: well yeah. some people I've not checked the results but people probably have this weekend because I had a miserable yes yeah, had a shocker I had an absolute shocker and that's it I that think that's is it, it.
0: Yeah, for our first ever in person podcast
2: so yeah on that note let's say goodbye <laughs> <laughs> goodbye bye bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>